0: By Tony Bagley, starring Martin Clunes and Geraldine James. Episode 3...
1: Basically, as you can see. Watching too much daytime television. I started listening to that radio programme early on a Sunday morning, the one where farmers have breakfast with one another. Oh, yeah. Dreaming in white. Just white. No other colours.
2: Who were those men?
1: Cut. Social security, if you must know. Look, can't you knock? I was making a very important entry to my video diary.
2: What did they want?
1: To see if I lived in the caravan and wasn't cohabitating with you.
2: Bloody cheek. Hope you put them right.
1: Yeah, I showed them my winciettes under the pillow. Do you mind?
2: You're not still sulking.
1: No, no. Just practicing pulling myself up by my bootstraps.
2: Look, I'm sorry I told you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Of course, it's
1: not the easiest thing to do when you're clinically depressed.
2: I'm the one who should be depressed. Having you living in my caravan. Oh, yeah. But you ought to get out more. I
1: do get out. I'll walk up the river and look at the effluent outflow pipe. Why? Oh, That's reassuring, somehow. An emblem of my inner turmoil. It says to me, you're not alone in your suffering, my friend. Features in my video diary, actually.
2: The effluent outflow pipe? Besides, I don't like to go any further.
1: Not with that Bedford rascal parked down the lane.
2: What Bedford rascal? It's
1: been there a week now. I reckon it's part of a police surveillance operation. Oh,
2: and they're watching you, I suppose.
1: They might be. They think I'm someone else. Miscarriages of justice do happen, you know. And don't forget, I've still got your dope in here.
2: Are you growing a beard?
1: Hmm? No, I don't know. I have looked in the mirror for a week. <sighs> I can't remember being this
3: depressed.
0: Aren't you coming on deck, Captain Bly? Not today, Mr Christian. I'm a bit depressed. Why don't you have someone flogged, sir? That'll cheer you up. I'm fed up with flogging the men. Maybe we should try gestalt therapy on them instead. They're getting out of hand, sir. They haven't even secured the breadfruits. Bugger the breadfruits, Mr Christian. Do you... do you want to talk about it, sir? A problem shared is a problem halved.
4: My life no longer has any direction, Fletcher. I've even started listening to that programme early on Sunday mornings. You know the one where farmers have breakfast with one another?
0: I I suppose we could always have a few of the breadfruits flogged as an example to the other breadfruits.
1: Okay, Right. As you can see, I'm recording this in Jane's living room, the acoustics crap in the caravan. Well, still very, very depressed. Basically being harassed by just about everyone, by the landlady... By social security, by the police too, probably. Life thoughts going, death thoughts coming. Now what?
2: This is Jane Callahan. I can't come to the phone right Life now.
1: Life thoughts like going, name, number, death I'll thoughts coming. Speak clearly, thoughts please. of persecution, hunger. Right, silly task. I'm
4: coming down to collect my things today. Thought I'd better phone beforehand, as I'm now yeah. a prescribed organisation at your place. Sir, so, expect me when you see me.
1: Thoughts of persecution, hunger, disease, death, Chad Mann.
2: It's the new system, I'm afraid. Teacher governors have to submit themselves to a ballot of parents. So, I'm no longer a governor. You're quite welcome to stand, of course. I don't think so, Angela. The idea of having to fight for the privilege of working unpaid extra hours doesn't really appeal. <laughs> don't feel you're being elbowed out. I'd still be happy to hear your views on organisational matters. Just organisational matters? Why? Do you have other matters which... Maybe it's time we cleared the air. You've been a bit defensive since you went on the recce with Chad. Have I? There's no need, Angela. I don't care if you see him. We're no longer an item. Not that we were much of an item before. Goodness, I I really think you're reading too much into this. Chad took me to look at some cormorants, that's all. Well, maybe you could take Mr Churchill on your next recce. Or better still, the A-level biology crowd. No, they're too advanced for Chad. Maybe the third years. Perhaps I should give him a ring to thank him for introducing you to a few cormorants. Uh, Except I don't have his number. I assume his ex-directory... He forgot to give you his number. Yes. Yes, he... I don't suppose you could... I'll give you the number of his mobile. He's never parted from that, day or night. So, uh, it's finally all over between you then? Oh yes, it's over. Are you sure you didn't
1: see a Bedford rascal? No, I didn't. It's part of a police stakeout. I reckon they use a Bedford rascal because they're not normally associated with the police. Look, old son, don't feel you need to entertain me with your riveting and
4: uncannily accurate portrayal of a gibbering lunatic. I'm happy to amuse myself until Jane... Ah, looks like I won't need to now.
2: This is harassment, Chad.
4: Don't get your knickers in a twist. I've just come for my things. They're
2: in the caravan. Royal, give them to
4: you. I'll probably be popping over to the school when I leave here to say hello to my friend Angela.
2: Good. Why don't you do that?
4: you ruined my life, you bitch. I've lost the will to succeed, thanks to you.
1: That Bedford rascal's been parked there for over a week, you know.
4: Where's my scrotum? What? My kangaroo's scrotum. They're supposed to bring you luck. <laughs> That's a laugh.
1: It's in the other box. Huh?
4: Oh. What's all this stuff doing here anyway? She didn't want it in the house. I suppose there's no room. Now the young buck's muscled in on the territory of the older male. Look again,
1: mate. There's my winciettes under the pillow. It's truth. Don't think anyone still wore those. I've taken a lifestyle decision to be celibate while making my video diary. The artist needs to be on the outside looking in. Anyway, she's too much hard work. She blows hot and cold so often I can never time it right. Yeah, she does that. Eh, uh, What sane woman would be interested in a clinically depressed wimp like me? Women like vital, assertive, successful men That's both of us out then What do you mean both of us? You're Chad Mann You're about to start work on Majesty of Nature too. No, it's been cancelled Why? I don't know, streaking through Bristol, throwing up over
4: an esteemed colleague It was only whispering Dave Attenborough <laughs> They'd probably have given me the old heave-o anyway I don't have a regional voice, you see We've all got to sound like Andy bloody Kershaw now he hasn't moved to natural history, has he? <laughs> they don't know they're born up north. They ought to try living in
1: the home counties. It's like Mad Max down here these days. Yeah, absolutely. I'm dreading signing on tomorrow. Tripping to town can be quite threatening for someone in my condition.
4: Yeah, well, I'll be joining him in the dull
1: queue soon. Oh, you know, Chad, clinical depression's a terrible thing. You imagine the most unspeakable horrors...
0: The Thought Police have been watching you, 6079 Hitchcock R. You've shaken your tiny fist at Middle England once too often.
1: You won't break me. I'm a proud, fearless, independent spirit.
0: Hmm, we'll see, shall we? Put him in room 101. Bringing you the very best in world music. I found this next band in hand. Make him him stop. Make bring him stop! You oh. in world music. Your new friend uplandish Chad was also proud uplandish. and fearless uplandish when we brought him to Room 101. 101. But after a week uplandish with Andy Kershaw... Well, you'll never break Chad. Drag. Never. Bring really. You <laughs> So three one three four man C, what do you say to all those home counties broadcasters like yourself, whose livelihoods this Kershaw is jeopardising? Ah well, up and there should get themselves a regional accent, big
4: duff softies. Not
0: Chad too. We're acquainted with your private fears also. Six zero seven nine Hitchcock R. Are... Bring in no <laughs> Jim Davidson. <laughs>
4: I'm going to have it out with her once and for all. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to know where I stand. She owes me that. Yeah. You should have it out with her, too. Assert your rights as a tenant. Nobody should have to live like this. There isn't wrong to swing a kangaroo
1: scrotum in here. Oh, I don't only have to share it with your scrotums, you know. She keeps her dope in here, too. Duh. What if the police decide to adorn a dawn rave? We should
4: both have it out with her. We're men. And not postmodernist, post-Freudian, post-structuralist, post-office sort of men, either.
1: That's right. We're not
4: post-offices. Nah. We're going to march over there and put our fists through the porch window and demand a plate of offal apiece. Are we? Fist through the window, plate of offal. We don't want to go out there
1: spooky at night. Anything could be lurking. Shula Hebden. Anything. Shula Hebden? i keep having Shula Hebden nightmares. I'm living in Gleed Cottage and I don't know why. Then I realise... I'm the baby she thought she couldn't have. Yeah, I have the same dream, except it's
4: Andy Kershaw. He kidnaps me and takes me off to a place where there are hundreds of Kershaws, all speaking Kershaw, in a place called Kershaw, and they...
1: They... What? They practise Kershaw on me. Oh, look, (sighs) mate, you'd better stay here tonight. You can't drive in this state. Police are everywhere, you know.
4: Oh, thanks, mate. You're okay, you know, right? I thought you were a git, but you're not. You're okay.
1: Will you say that to my camcorder, mate, for my video diary? it mean a lot to me if you did.
4: This is for video diaries, is it?
1: Yeah. i was send my proposal months ago. I still haven't heard anything. So, does Jane figure much in your video diary? Yeah, she's almost its star. I've got her slagging off Angela Churchill, being chatted up by Colin Say, and there's a sneaky shot of her covered in tin foil and aloe vera. <laughs> How'd you like me to have a word with a chum of
4: mine at the Community Programme Unit? You know, trying to get your proposal into the fast lane. Hey, that'd be brilliant. Thanks, mate. What are friends for? If I don't watch myself, I'll do something
1: silly. Why not do it? I used to do some Japanese-style wrestling. I wasn't very good at it. Those sort of things don't interest me. Don't they? Well, they do me. How do you start? Well, you can't do much in a stuffed shirt. All right. Let's
4: strip and do it properly.
1: Oh, very
3: good. Now, come at me any way you want, and I'll try to get out of it. Right,
4: I Ready?
1: Here we go! Get off! Get off! Get off. Oh. Oh. Chad? Wake up, Chad. what? Oh, had this nightmare. I dreamt we were Rupert and Gerald in Women and Love and we were wrestling (laughs) Starkers. We are Starkers. We're in bed together and we're Starkers.
4: Never wear anything in bed.
1: Oh, my God. I think we've had sex.
4: You think so? (laughs) Listen, old son, if you'd done it with Chad Mann, you'd know. A session with me would sear the old frontal
1: lobes for the rest of your natural. We've had sex, Chad. (laughs) I'm almost sure we have. We've reached out in our despair and took comfort in one another.
4: One of us would remember the details. We were paralytic. All the same, we would remember <coughs> denial.
1: <know> <coughs> Don't look. We screened it out. We couldn't cope with the awful knowledge of what happened and screened it out.
4: So why are you now trying to unscreen it? Oh God, I've done it with a man. Look, you said yourself, we conjure up the most unspeakable horrors when we're depressed. You had a nightmare. That's all. I'm taking it very calmly.
1: I'd be livid if some bloke announced he'd had sex with me.
4: I'm calm because I know it couldn't have happened. I'm not whoopsie. You see? I'm Ooh, not either. Well then. Don't you think it'd be highly unlikely for two heterosexuals to have done it with each other and neither of them remember the next morning? But not impossible. Look, we haven't done it, okay? If I thought for one minute we had, I'd bloody kill you. Oh, God. I've had sex with (sighs) Chadman. Have it your own way. Just don't broadcast it. I've had enough adverse publicity lately.
1: Broadcast it? Oh, yeah, I'm bound to. I can't wait to get out there and crow. Look at me, everybody. I'm the lucky bastard who's done it with Chadman. There are plenty of people out there who'd swap places with you. If we'd
4: done it, that is. Which we haven't.
1: You see? You're not even sure.
4: Now, don't forget through the window, played him awful.
1: What? Oh. oh, hang on, you've forgotten your... <laughs> Chad! He's forgotten his mobile phone again.
2: What was he doing back here?
1: He never went. He spent the night here. He had too much to drink. Well, both of us did.
2: You and Chad got drunk together?
1: We uh, helped one another through the night.
2: You look as if you helped a pterodactyl through the night.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I've had a nasty shock, you see, Jane. I think Chad and I might have had sex. What? Neither of us can be absolutely sure.
2: So, what's new? Most men aren't sure when they've had sex.
1: I suppose I'm panicking unduly. It's just. When you're clinically depressed, you imagine the most unspeakable horrors.
2: Mind you, Chad's into denial in a big way. He wouldn't admit to it even if he had. Done it with you, I mean. Sexually, he's always been a bit uh, insecure.
1: This is a bad time to wind me up. I'm already teetering on the brink. Something like this could push me over the edge.
2: Well, if that doesn't, this will. What's this? The jobs page of the so-called paper you used to work for. I'm not
1: up to job hunting yet. I'm still too depressed.
2: If there's nothing suitable there, there'll be a janitor's job vacant at the school. Mr Hollidge is being retired. Me?
1: A janitor? Forget
2: it. You've been moping around here long enough. This place is becoming a paranoia theme park. You pull yourself together and try to get a job, or... or... Or what? Or we'll have to review your tenancy agreement. Chad forgot his mobile on purpose, you know, so that he could come back for it. Hello? Hello? Chad, it's Angela. Look, I may have been a teeny-weeny bit bossy on the recce. Why don't we... Who's that? Angela? Jane, I didn't recognise you. He's not here. Oh, I see. Well, I was just phoning to thank him for taking me out on the recce. Right. I assume this means you're both back together again. I'm back together with his mobile. I've got clay all over it now. I'm in the pottery, you see. Your pottery? Yes. Well, perhaps you could tell him... Uh, No, doesn't matter. By the way, Jane, I'm getting a bit tired of you talking the school down. Talking the school down? It says in the Radio Times she was photographed pregnant because she wanted to share her beautiful experience with the world.
1: Mm, It's all wasted on me, Wyn.
2: Don't you get bored living in the country, love?
1: Bored? If only. You can't move for social security investigators and police stakeouts. By the way, you weren't followed here, were you? Followed? No, sorry. It's it's good to see you, Wyn. I was going to think everyone had deserted me. Oh,
2: don't be silly. Look, love, um, could you babysit for me Wednesday night? You came to ask me to babysit for you. Well, I've got a rehearsal, see. We're doing the Winslow Boy this year. I shouldn't put too many backs up. And like last year's experiment. No. Four-letter words aren't quite right for Nami. To What do you mean, no?
1: I'm sorry, I don't go out anymore. And certainly not to babysit for the Lillian Bayless of the Pegasus Players.
2: What do you mean you don't go out anymore?
1: I'm clinically depressed. Besides, what if your house burns down while I'm babysitting? I'm the one who gets the blame. I've got to think about these things. So I've had a wasted journey, then? Too much stress in babysitting. I need peace and tranquillity and boredom. I'm going to go bonkers if I don't get some boredom.
3: You see, Jane, we druids believe in cultivating a rich interior life.
2: Roy used to do the mowing before he was clinically depressed.
3: Some druids call it hero-questing. Except we don't quest outwardly, as it were. We're embarked on um, an inner journey.
2: He used to do a lot of things around the place before he was clinically depressed.
3: I remember when I was training to be a bard, I, I had to lie in a darkened room with a pile of encyclopedias on my chest. Why? So I could concentrate on the encyclopedias.
2: Why did you need to concentrate on the encyclopedias?
3: So I could forget them.
2: I see. No, I don't.
3: It was a way of masking out extraneous thoughts and becoming focused.
2: And what did you focus on?
3: The badger tunnel under the new motorway extension. And? Well, I decided a badger tunnel's fine for badgers, but what does the rest of the animal kingdom do?
2: And what did you conclude from this insight, Colin? I
3: suppose I concluded they got run over. Look, Jane...
2: He lives in a fantasy world, that one. I think he's fed up with the caravan. He's hankering to move back into a house.
3: Oh, that's a nice gesture, love. He's been praying you'd ask. Uh,
2: no, no, I didn't mean my house. I was rather hoping. <sighs> you might volunteer.
3: Is he still appearing at the kitchen
2: window with his camcorder? I could just about cope when he was a face at the window. But now, he swears Social Security and the police are watching him. Andy he thinks he's had sex with Chad.
3: Goodness, the spectre of care in the community looms.
2: Could you have a few words with him, Colin?
3: Cheer him up, you mean?
2: Try to convince him that the Bedford rascal parked down the lane isn't part of a worldwide conspiracy to undermine him.
3: Yes, I noticed that Bedford rascal. I, I thought he looked a bit suspicious, too.
2: On second thoughts, perhaps you're not the right man for the job.
1: Well, that was probably a police helicopter that's just shattered the piece of this rural idyll. I'm standing by the effluent outflow pipe, and as you can see. All I want from life now is to gently atrophy into crucifying boredom. That's all. Crucifying boredom. Not crucifixion, and certainly not crucifixion courtesy of my landlady and the social security. Oi!
5: You! Oh,
1: it's the filth. Oh, got the filth.
5: What do you think you're doing?
1: Uh, nothing, officer. I, I-, I was just... <laughs> This is it, royal buddy. Looks like you're about to meet your maker.
6: Sooner than you think, matey. You should have learned to swim. Who's that? God. What, the bloke who made the world? In four and a half days. I thought it took six. I put it around, it took six. I didn't want to come across as a pushy sort of guy who's into power breakfasts. Is it really you, God? Of course not. Why would I appear to an oik like you when I can hang out with interesting people like Joan Bakewell, Jeremy Isaacs? But you're supposed
1: to be everywhere.
6: Well, even I draw the line at hanging out in the most polluted river in England. So I am hallucinating, then. What you're experiencing is your interior voice interpreting your last few moments on Earth.
1: You mean my subconscious is having a meaningless conversation? Conversation with itself.
6: Yeah. You'd think you'd find something more constructive to do, given the circumstances.
1: I'm going to die with so many unanswered questions. Questions like, why Emmerdale? What about it, God? Can you put me out of my
6: misery on that one?
1: Why Emmerdale? And why do people watch it?
6: Um, <laughs> oh, what's wrong with simple questions, hmm? Questions like poverty, suffering, disease and
1: war. Hang on. Maybe such questions are premature. All's not lost yet. The police
6: saw me fall in. I wouldn't bank on that trippy motorbike cop if I were you. It'll take her a minute to get to you, then another minute to decide whether she wants to come in after you or not. By which time, of course, you'll be pushing up the daisies or the water lilies.
5: what you do that for?
3: What? Well,
5: jump in the river, you stupid pillock!
1: I didn't jump. I fell.
5: I was watching you. You were talking to your camcorder and then you jumped.
1: I lost my footing, that's all, caused by you bellowing at me. If I jumped, I wouldn't have jumped in next to the effluent outflow pipe, would I?
5: Look at the state of my uniform. You talk it and I'm covered in it.
1: Anyway, what kept you? Didn't exactly bust a blood vessel to get to me.
5: Most people would be content with thanking me for saving their life.
1: You better not go to nine 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 with this. That's all. It'll really be the end if I had to reconstruct this for Michael Burke.
0: The day had begun uneventfully enough for Roy Hitchcock. He was taking his customary stroll to look at the effluent outflow pipe by the river. Little did he realise he was just moments away from what could have been a watery grave. I'm very fond of that effluent outflow pipe, you know. Only plucky PC Marina Giddy stood between Roy and certain death.
5: I was coming along the road when I saw this gentleman on the riverbank.
0: All the characters in this reconstruction portray themselves. No actors have been used.
5: Look out, sir!
0: What the? Ah! Marina saw him fall in and knew she had only moments to learn how to act before we turned up with our cameras.
5: Don't worry, sir. I'm coming.
0: Unfortunately, she didn't succeed. Like most of the people we get to act themselves, she was rubbish. She hoped for better luck when it came to saving Roy's life. Help! Help!
6: I heard Roy calling out and thought, I'd better offer a few words of encouragement. Uh, As an omnipotent uh, deity, I've a pretty full engagement diary, but I wanted to keep Roy talking till the police lady arrived. If
0: God hadn't kept Roy talking, Roy might well have succumbed to despair and gone under. Luckily, Plucky Marina got to him just in time. (sighs) Thank you, officer.
1: Thank you very much for saving my life.
5: All part of the service, sir. <coughs> Keep still. Because you owed down my bike, too. This pranit's been on the pillion. Why did you have to jump in next to the effluent pipe? You had the old bleeding river to choose from. He jumped. He tried to top himself.
1: What? Of course I didn't try to top myself. I lost my footing, that's all. shock of seeing her.
5: Well, if it hadn't been me, it would have been one of my colleagues. You see, it
1: was around the clock surveillance. They don't want to know when you burgle, but as soon as you join the ranks of the dispossessed, they're out to get you. They'll cancel the leave of three police forces if necessary.
2: Take no notice. He's a bit paranoid, that's all.
5: We weren't down there because of him. We were there because of the drugs bust. Drugs bust? At the farm
1: down the road. So that Bedford rascal was yours.
5: And we use the Bedford rascal because they don't look suspicious. I'm not macho enough for my male colleagues, of course. Canteen culture, you see.
1: I'm paranoid, am I, Jane? Paranoia Park, is it? They belong to a family known as odd-toed
4: ungulates. If we were odd-toed ungulates, we'd be mincing about all over the shop. But
2: 30
5: million
4: years of evolution can't be wrong. So it's back into mm. the bush to be Can a Can I
1: come
2: more in?
5: Idea.
1: Why? What's happened?
2: I just thought I'd come and talk to you, that's all. Why? Mind if I sit down? Why do you want to sit down? There's no need to flinch like that. I'm not going to bite. I'm not flinching. There she goes. You're watching one of Chad's shows. Even I never watch Chad's stuff. You really must be depressed.
1: Well, it was either old Chad or the Channel 4 film in Urdu.
2: I've been rotten to you, haven't I?
1: You've been very nice to me, Jane. I'm really very grateful for everything you've done for me.
2: I should have been more sensitive. God, I didn't for a moment think you'd try to top
1: yourself. I did not try to top myself.
2: Do you want to come into the house? Why? I don't like to think of you out here on your own, that's all.
1: You just feel sorry for me. What normal person would want the company of a clinically depressed wimp like me? Women like vital, assertive, successful men.
2: Know where I can find one. Look, I promise I'm not taking pity on you. Yes, you are. We've wound, wound. had that speech. I think we've already established you can still manage a bit of emotional blackmail, despite your clinical depression. Ah,
1: you admit it then. You are taking pity on me.
2: Seems to me you're manipulating me. Isn't this what you wanted? Well, how do
1: I know you're not using this just to taunt me? How do I know you're not going to get me in bed and then mercilessly mock my manhood?
2: You'll have to take that risk, won't you?
1: Well, don't expect miracles, that's all. My clinical depression has kicked the stuffing out of
2: my libido. Oh, just get your kit off and come to bed. Oh,
1: very romantic. I'll get undressed in bed if you don't mind. This is a cosmic conspiracy, and God, Chad, and the police suddenly parade through the room. Oh,
2: please yourself.
1: <sighs> well, this is a turn up. <laughs> 24 hours ago, I was in bed with your ex. And now. Well, this will certainly help expunge my night of hell with Chad.
2: I thought you slept through it.
1: Though well, it would have been a night of hell if I hadn't.
2: Come here, you clinically depressed sex object, you. Um, do you mind if we have the light back
1: on again, Jane?
2: Hmm, funny. I thought you'd want it off. What's that? Where? There. That red light on the chest of drawers.
1: Oh that that's nothing, it's just
2: Your Camcorder. You're videoing this. Well, yes, I'm videoing. So you're branching into pornography, too! It's
1: a sequence for my diary. It's meant to denote an all too brief moment of happiness in an otherwise
2: confused and miserable life. Briefer than you think. Out. Oh! Back to your caravan and your confused, miserable life. Jane! Out!
1: Okay, right. Well, as you can see, I'm back in my caravan watching the remainder of Chad Man in the bush. Even more depressed, having had my manhood mercilessly mocked as predicted. If my libido wasn't up the spout before, it certainly is now. We're going to see what poor old Chad went through.
4: Well, we're out of petrol and 200 miles from the nearest sheep station, too.
1: And to think, I thought Chad and I had had sex just shows how depressed I was. As if a hunky, red-blooded ladies' man like Chad... Looks
4: like it's a night under the stars for me. Oh, well, it won't be the first time I've tucked up in the back of a Land Rover with my cameraman Wally.
0: (laughs) I'm going to stop now. I'm just too depressed to go on. In The Older Woman by Tony Bagley, Martin Clunes was Roy and Geraldine James, Jane. Nicky Henson played Chad, David Troughton, Colin, Rebecca Front Mrs Churchill and Tilly Bosborough, Marina. Alastair McGowan played God and Michael Burke. was composed by Julian Rostel and the theme sung by Toya Wilcox. The producer was Paul Schlesinger.